My name is Scott Chaloner and you are listening to the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. As regular listeners of our programme will know very well, part of our mission here at the Leaders' Council is to bring you a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. And to this end, we're joined on today's programme by Justin King, a financial coach and chartered financial planner. Uh, Justin is the owner of retirement planning specialist MFP Wealth Management, and he also offers training services through the Kinder Institute of Life Planning. Uh, Justin, a very warm welcome to yourself today. And by all means, thank you for joining us on the programme. It's a pleasure having you with us. Uh, good morning to you as well, Scott. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, pleasure having you alongside me as well, Justin. And uh, just for those tuning in that might not be familiar with you, I've obviously given sort of a brief outline of yourself and uh, your business, MFP uh, Wealth Management there. But in your own words, what is it that the uh, that the business actually does? So, well, we specialise in providing um, retirement planning advice. And it's one thing that it seems to be a commonality amongst most people at one point. At some point, they want to get to financial independence and the ability to be able to maybe to retire, or they, they dream of that um, freedom, I suppose. And uh, we're we're helping put a uh, put a pound amount on that. So uh, you know that classic question of how much do I need to be able to retire on and um, and and stay and stay, of course, successfully retired. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. And uh, you established um, MFP uh, twelve years ago. Am I right in saying? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And um, what was it that kind of motivated you to go and start a business like this uh, for yourself? When did it become obvious that that was going to be the uh, the pathway for you? Well, I'd um, I'd been in the business, in, in the financial services world, I suppose, since, uh, since I was 16 in 1986. And uh, I'd done a variety of things. I uh, was an insurance broker, and then I was a commercial insurance broker, and then I moved into the financial services world. And and those those early days, policies were very definitely sold, and and um, not much thought around financial planning. Um, it was more about you know let's sell let's sell something to somebody and um, and 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 get rewarded by the commission. Mm-hmm. Um, I left the business in about when I was about thirty, and I went off and did something very different. I went sailing yachts for quite a few years. Um, moved town, moved to the south coast from uh, from Birmingham. And um, did that for a number of years, and then uh, one one weekend I met my wife, and um, uh, while sailing a boat, and we were very soon after decided to plan to have a family, etc. And she said, "You know, you really do need to get a proper job." Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so I kind of thought, okay, well, I probably, you know, what what did I enjoy doing? Well, I did enjoy helping people and sorting out their financial kind of worlds, and I mm. thought, okay, let's have a look at how you know if we could design. What would it be a brilliant financial planning practice? What would really deliver significant value to people? Um, and it's that, and, and that's where the business came from, I suppose. Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. And um, in terms of getting the uh, the business started, let's say, um, what are some of the uh, the key challenges that you sort of encountered really early on, and you know, getting established, scaling up? Because we do have a lot of young entrepreneurs that tune into this program who may have their own big idea, and maybe just looking for one or two pearls of wisdom as to how to sort of get started on that road to success. Yeah, well, I I suppose I was relatively fortunate that even during the kind of potted history of of working in the financial services sector in my in my twenties and early thirties before I before I left, I continually tried to get qualified. I continually realised that actually to do this job really well, you needed to know what you were talking about, um, way more than the um, 
bare minimum qualifications that were needed at the time for for providing advice and that served me very well so you know um when i returned to the business i already had a lot of the qualifications well nearly all the qualifications necessary to be a chartered financial planner hmm. um and i've continued to do that so that was quite key so when i started the business it was right okay that's really that's really important but the other aspect i also realized that was missing from the kind of still very much of a sales world of selling financial products was actually, you know, how do we really get to understand what's truly important to somebody mm. and then actually align that capital, their, their, their money to what's their life purpose. Um, and you know, we're, not all of us are very clued up around that because we're, we're very focused on trying to pay our mortgages and pay our bills and, and do whatever that we've got to do, but actually really trying to understand what truly would fulfill us and then align our capital towards that was going to be key. So I went and got a lot of training in that area around the psychological behaviors, I suppose, about how we work as a, as, as people um, and align, as I say, so I can align their money with their purpose. And obviously having undergone that training and learned about that, um, what would you say actually makes for a successful retirement then? Um, having purpose, having meaning, what would be really meaningful? I mean, retirements can last an awful long time. I mean, it, it wasn't so long ago that people retired at 60, 65 and were dead a few years later. You know, nowadays a couple who are retiring at, you know, 62, one of them could still be around 30 years later. In mm. fact, both of them could be. But, you know, this is a long, long time. That's a significant time. My first question, of course, actually, is actually why would you want to retire? What is it you're retiring from? Is mm. it that something so horrendous that you need to get out? Or or what are you retiring to, maybe? Um, so what what is the next stage of your life? You know, that huge knowledge that you've got the energy you've still got in your early 60s maybe and just kind of go okay so what's the next stage of life i'm maybe i've now got to financial independence how do i make it amazing yeah i suppose this is where the uh, the life planning element comes in doesn't it i mean it's um because i i actually had a discussion very similar to this so uh, with somebody who was on the podcast recently and it was um it was somebody who is sort of in their late 60s and they're still running their business even in sort of a slightly reduced capacity and they're at a point where well they because they're enjoying it so much and they just love being involved i mean they almost can't take that step back and retire and almost just sort of cease doing everything i mean they want to make sure that they're still keeping their hands busy yeah, I think finding purpose, finding meaning, whatever it may be, whether that's still in your own business, that's still in someone else's, and or maybe you're stepping aside to do something totally different. You know, we've got clients who are putting wells into Africa, people who are trustees of or local governors or trustees of an NHS trust or, you know, or, or they're just doing something significant. It's not maybe just about golf and cruises. Um, I always think I, one of the questions I ask people, I said, you know, if you were, let's give you, if you were 90 and you were sitting in the proverbial rocking chair and you were, you were sitting there having your favorite drink and the sun was coming down and you were just contemplating, thinking back over that last 25, 30 years, mm. just going, wow, what a ride that was. That's amazing. The people I met, the communities I got involved in, the skills I learned, the places I saw, the, the relationships I had. You know, how would, how would that be really amazing? Because um, that's what we need to make sure gets fitted into people's lives. That's exactly it, isn't it? And there's no sort of guarantee, is there, that, that you know, that kind of um, stereotype of retirement when you've been running a business, you know, spending all day on the golf course, 
there's there's no guarantee that you're going to necessarily enjoy that as well, is there? So you need to be thinking about what is actually going to make you tick even in your retirement years. Absolutely. And I think, you know, human beings, what's so wonderful about us is that we, we are great at moving forward. And in fact, most kind of, you know, anxiety or worries or concerns about when we feel stuck, when we feel we're not making progress, we're not we're not being we're not worthwhile or we're not pro- providing value well if we are kind of you know we're all on island a and we want to get to island b let's just find what island b looks like and let's work out a plan and a strategy to get there and of course as we know it's the journey of getting there which is the most fulfilling not actually the the destination so um uh it's making sure that as we go along the other thing of course that we've got a guarantee of is that our vitality generally wanes as we get older mm. um you know and we all accept that we're you know i'm not as fit I'm, I'm pretty fit but i'm not as fit as i was in my 20s mm. um and i can only imagine by the time i'm 85 that i'm probably not going to be as fit as i am in, in early 50s that, that's just the natural part of time of course but but let's make sure before our vitality gets gets robbed from us by the natural aging process so that we fit in everything that is truly important to us yeah and i suppose as well that uh, part of doing that makes for um, a successful retirement doesn't it as we've discussed and uh, therefore when you know we're actually planning ahead even maybe as early as sort of our mid to late 20s um what are the key things that a business leader actually ought to be considering when they sort of are planning their retirement? Because like, you, you can never really start too soon, can you, I suppose? I think the real key factor is, is that, you know, it, it's, it is unknown whether our businesses have ever got a value. No one, you know, it's only at the point of actual sale where you've mm. got a value. It's a bit like selling a house, isn't it? I mean, your house is worthless until you sell it. Mm. You know, the, the day you're living in it today, it doesn't matter whether it's worth £2.20 or £2 million quid. It's actually on the day that you sell it, you need to know what the value is. Well, of course, a business can be the same. And, of course, a businesses can, you know, significant changes can happen. You know, I'm of the... I'm the age of the, the the time where I remember blockbusters, you know, that, that mm. where they were on every high street across every, every every town in the UK. And, of course, where are they now? I, businesses shift and change, and we're not always guaranteed that there will be a value. So I think the crate, I think also the, the freedom that comes with financial independence, if we've made savings outside our business, mm. um, and that classic statement of my business is my pension, I'm kind of worried about. I, 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 feel, I feel concerned. Now, that may be true, but it also may not be. So therefore, create diversification in your assets and your financial kind of acumen and go, okay, well, I'm going to take advantage of saving elsewhere, whether that's in buy-to-let properties, whether that's in pensions, whether that's in just, uh, well, I don't, I don't really care, to be honest, but just to have something outside of your business therefore you haven't got all the risk in your business and that's really important isn't it especially in times of sort of economic volatility like we're currently in at the moment because one of the best things that you can do as sort of an investor as a saver is actually make sure that your sort of asset portfolio is as diverse as possible i mean that that just shows that the majority of financial advisors will tell you that is one of the best things that you can do at a time like this rather than going and chasing sort of one specific asset class for instance yeah, and of course, Scott, what's, um, what's really interesting, what you just said, was at times like this, 
Now, you know, there's always times like this. Mm. These times, yeah, the, the thing is, with recency kind of bias, uh, i.e. what the, the Armageddon you're currently in is the Armageddon of the moment. Mm. But I, mean, I started my business, you know, in 2008 stroke nine. You know, in, in the great financial crisis, you know, the, 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 and therefore, and I can, even in my short, in my, my short life, I mean, I, I was born in 1970, but I look at the figures of the 73, 74 stock market crash in the UK in three day weeks and oil crisis and blackouts. And you kind of go, uh, uh, have we come full circle? And I, uh, you know, in 87, I was 17. We had a black Friday and a stock market crash. We had the dot com bubble bubble. We had, we've had the, as I say, the, 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 the great financial crisis of 2008-9. Mm. You know, the, the, there's always a continuing crisis. Um, and therefore, we just got to kind of continue to navigate that and, and have a really long-term view. If that you are in your 20s and 30s, you can think, well, you know, if I'm investing and saving, then really what happens at this moment in time is pretty irrelevant. Um, just, just, just keep following the process. Keep saving. Keep saving outside maybe your business, um, and, um, and and taking a very long term view. Yeah, I think you're very, very right there. And it's good that you mentioned recency bias as well, because I suppose the uh, the key thing around that is just that being sucked into that mentality that this crisis we're going through this time. This time it's different, but it's not because like we've been through this so, so many times, like you say, and it's essentially just making sure that you keep a cool head, diversify that portfolio and keep saving as well. And as, as well as that, I mean, part of, I suppose, future-proofing yourself for the future is also future-proofing your business isn't it so don't just sort of plow everything into your business save outside but just look at how you can pivot your business better as well during times like this i think i think also um we've got to continually go you're absolutely right what are the other skills that we can bring to the table life is going to continually to change continually move forward also work out what you can do you know that kind of Mm -hmm. classic wisdom of okay so you know, if we turn on the TV each night and listen to the news or, or watch the news, we're just going to end up shouting at the telly. Mm. Now, with all honesty, it might feel us make us feel better for a few seconds. Um, but for anyone who's ever been a sports a sports um, uh, watcher, you know, I, I shout at the telly when when when, when there's a rugby game on, mm-hmm. um, and it, 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 I don't think I have any influence. You know, I'm not convinced that any of the players are taking any notice of me as I shout at the telly. Mm. So therefore. Therefore, working out what what is it that we can control in our own lives, and we can control our family relationships, we can control our businesses, we control how we how much input we put into them, the markets that we move into, the learnings that we have, the books that we read, the, the what can we do in the community, what can we help people with, and where do, where can you add value to people's lives? And if we continue to add people's value to people's lives in the products and services that we provide, guess what? I think you get rewarded for it. You do absolutely. And talking about influence there as well, it's essentially focusing on those elements that you can control, isn't it? Rather than scrambling to bring more that are well outside your circle of influence into that area where you can control it. You do better focusing on what you can control, i.e. planning for your future. And you find that you better respond to sort of those external um, occurrences, let's say, better than you would if you were trying just to control everything outright. Yeah. 
Yeah. And of course, the biggest investment, the, one, the number one investment that always rewards us is an investment in ourselves. You know, the books that we read, the podcasts we listen to, the, 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 you know, anything like that, which increases our learning or our abilities to kind of navigate this complicated world that we've ended up in, um, is, it will, is paid back in dividends, I think, huge dividends. And so therefore, you know, to a, to a 20-year-old who's just starting out, I'd say actually the best investment you can do is more skills. Mm, exactly right and uh, skills is something funnily enough that we've talked an awful lot about on the podcast and uh, that's certainly a conversation for another day because um, we could be here for a very long time if we go down that route as well Justin but uh, speaking of course of uh, knowledge and uh, learning more if you did want to find out um, any listeners tuning in today a bit more about Justin and his work um, you can find his business website I believe it's mfpwealthmanagement.co.uk or one word isn't it Justin? That's right. That's right. Yeah, fantastic. And uh, for those as well who may be tuning into this podcast and some of the things we have discussed today may well resonate with you, um, you can, of course, apply to be on our programme and add your own perspective to the discussion. And that would be via leaderscouncil, all one word, .co.uk forward slash apply. Or if you do have your own topical matter or issue, of course, to bring to the discussion table, we'd certainly be happy to uh, to air that as well. Um, before we do wrap up on the programme uh, today, though, uh, Justin, I do want to talk a little bit more about the future. And uh, I suppose that's a little bit ironic it because we've been talking an awful lot about it throughout this podcast but um for yourself and uh, your business and um, given you know those uh, those times of economic difficulty that we are uh, currently in and again that's all too familiar a story um what are some of your priorities going to be over the next 12 months as you sort of look to guide your way through this and sort of work with your clients on sort of planning for their futures and keeping that secure because like it's been a dramatic couple of weeks certainly for uh, for pensions hasn't it yeah yeah without a doubt and and but i also think we've got to again frame it in the long term think if I'm talking to anyone in their 60s, 70s, maybe even 80s who are thinking about maybe transitioning wealth to the future, is taking that long-term view. Let's not to rush. You know, I, I often talk about, let's go back to nature. If I look at the oak tree across the way, way from my office here, I don't think it ever worried about what was happening in the season of the moment. It just continued to take its time, grow when the sun was shining, and 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 shed its leaves in the winter, and continually do what it was doing, and it just kind of did what nature did needed to do. Nice and slowly, nice and methodically, just continued to do what it should do. And that's what we should do. we just got to navigate these times and not get too worried. And have, you know, have someone to lean on. Maybe have conversations with people who like ourselves who can um, who can help you navigate that and give you some peace of mind and actually you know let's stick to a plan and, and just and just keep growing like the oak tree does absolutely so and uh, that value of communication I think is so so important as well and can't be understated I mean I think that's something that we discussed an awful lot during the pandemic as well how different business leaders benefited from talking to other business leaders even competitors who were maybe in the same boat or maybe in the same storm but in a slightly different boat and just kind of exchanging knowledge exchanging exchanging sometimes even IP to try and just get an idea of you know this is the situation we're in what can we do to kind of offload and really try and chart course through this I think that's so so very important um, Justin, um, thank you for taking the time, of course, to uh, join us on the uh, the program today. It's been most enlightening uh, welcoming you onto the show. And uh, you know, as we start to see the uh, the situation unfolding over this uh, next year, and we navigate our way through the latest crisis we find ourselves in, um, I think it'd be fantastic to perhaps even look at welcoming you back onto the show and catching up just to see uh, what the situation is looking like at that stage. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for having me, and uh, I've really enjoyed chatting to you. 
Likewise, Justin, it's been fantastic for me welcoming you onto the programme. And I do hope everybody listening in shares that sentiment. Uh, Justin King, financial coach, chartered financial planner and owner of retirement planning specialist, MFP Wealth Management, joined us on the uh, the programme today. Um, As always, I've been your host, Scott Challoner, on this episode of the Leaders' Council podcast. And until next time, we'll be back with a whole new perspective. Uh, Do take care all and goodbye. And we will be seeing you all again very soon.